Hello, welcome to episode number 38 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today, I'm going to talk about choose well who you listen to. Yes, because it is one thing for you to want to listen to other people's opinions, to have a different point of view, which can be interesting and help to expand your perception about something. But another thing is that you seek someone's opinion out of insecurity because you have doubts about which is the best way to go, which is the best choice to make. And you want to share the responsibility for your decision with someone else. And it's precisely in this case that you need to be cautious because your fear of choosing badly can compromise your discernment. Then there is no point in wanting to blame the other for the unfortunate choice since the final decision in your life is yours, isn't it? Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, spiritual teacher, astrologer, podcaster also, as you can see here, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement transform their reality consciously. And how? Using their hidden inner powers. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. At least I don't know any other formula. So, do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So, stay here and let's have a conversation. If you are not 100% sure of a decision, 100% confident in yourself, then you will tend to talk to other people to try to get their support and even encouragement, right? Because you trust them a lot more than you trust yourself. So you need to tell your plans and have their approval. Except that what they say may deep down be their fear speaking. Of course, this guys has good intention, affection and prudence because they like you, they want the best for you, right? But pay attention if it's not their fear talking instead of their common sense or their good sense or even if they have any wisdom to share with you. And if they're not supporting you, agreeing with your plans, what you want to do, it's very likely that they are verbalizing their unconscious fears with arguments to make you even give up on your plans. So it's about the fear of others feeding your own fears and paralyzing you, keeping you in a comfort zone. This creates a conflict between the longings of the soul, your soul, which require confidence and courage to fly high, and the illusory fears of the ego, which resists changes and grows with unconscious blocks. And believe me, people have a lot of unconscious blocks based on fear. And what is fear? Fear is a bad fantasy, a negative fantasy about what reality can be, right? It's a pessimistic point of view. And that's how you can know that it comes from your ego, not from your soul. So see, everything in life is a choice. And in this case of this conflict between 
the soul and the ego. The consequences are clear. Siding with the soul brings fulfillment and happiness, while siding with the ego brings frustration and unhappiness. And to try not to succeed and to keep trying until it works is not to fail. Failure is not even trying. It takes courage and humility to fulfill the longings of the soul. Because the ego doesn't want to risk it for pride and vanity if it doesn't work. Why if it doesn't work? You know, it is the fear of what others may think and say which could be humiliating. But the soul likes adventure. She's not afraid to take risks because she knows that everything is right. That everything will be fine at the end. And this is not about being optimistic. This is about being positive. Your soul is so positive. And also, your soul lives in the spiritual world, in a different plane, a higher plane of the causes, where everything has origin. So for your soul, everything is possible. And that's why she is so confident and here I refer to the soul as she because in Portuguese which comes from Latin the word soul is feminine okay and here I have to say something to throw yourself on a solo flight with the soul it's necessary to work with the sabotaging subpersonalities that follow the egos, illusions and fears. And what are sabotaging subpersonalities? This is not a common concept that you will see out there because this is very new. This is something I've been working with for many years already and I developed some techniques and a specific method to identify and work with those sabotaging steps. And there are other episodes in my podcast talking about them, what they are, how they are formed, how they work, and other episodes also giving many examples of some sabotaging steps that I had the opportunity to work with. But in short, they are like entities in your psyche working behind the scenes of your unconscious to attract or repel people and situations to your life. And in the first moment, they seem to be sabotaging you by avoiding you to get what you want. But deep inside, they are actually protecting you because you don't know how to cope with that situation that you want so much. You proved in the past that you had no conditions, you were not mature enough to deal well with that kind of situation. So they are preventing you to suffer again. And that's why they are working to, let's say, sabotage your plans. Especially those situations that you work so hard, you give your best and you don't get the results that you want so much. You can consider in specific areas of your life. This is something I can identify in the birth chart. Not only what are the main sabotaging subs acting in someone's life, but in what areas and how they are working and also why they are doing those sabotages. This is very clear to me how I see everything, all of this in the birth chart. And of course, that if I can identify the cause, I can go straight to the point to work on it to change the effects in life. And it's basically about negotiating with the subs to stop the sabotage and get a peace agreement. 
So if you feel like a call from your soul to go in a specific direction, do something in your life, and you have those subpersonality sabotaging you, um, well, it's necessary to do this work with them. It's like getting rid of the unconscious blocks so you can go with full speed. And that's why entrepreneurship is not for everyone, as it requires a lot of courage, confidence, and guidance from the best guru you can have, your soul or higher self. The more you listen to your soul and improve the contact and relationship with her, the less you hear your ego through your neurotic head that was conditioned to think in specific ways because your head accepted ideas from other people, from society, religion, or whatever since you were a little kid, right? And your neurotic head, full of fears because it's managed by your ego, it will always have several arguments to try to convince you to give up the dream that comes from your soul. And all those arguments aim to feed your fear of failure and judgment from others. Besides putting you down with the idea of not being good enough or deserving more in life, it's that inner voice in your head that says, who do you think you are? You are nobody. You don't deserve it. You have no conditions to get that. And I call it self-bullying. And here is important to say that your soul speaks through sensations in the chest. If an idea makes you euphoric when you imagine yourself experiencing certain situations and conditions, it's because it is something that your soul wants for you. Because when you are fulfilled, she is fulfilled in this material world through you. So your soul needs you having experiences in this world so she can fulfill through you. But actually, you need your soul much more than she needs you. <laughs> and for the soul, there is no such thing as impossible. Then she's able to perform and manifest the most incredible and unexpected things which the lower mind considers unreachable miracles. And what is the lower mind? It's your rational mind. It's uh, the one ruled by your ego with pessimistic thoughts, with fears, concerns, and uh, anxiety. Your higher mind is the one from your soul who knows everything, who is wise, always positive, and mainly with no fears because it's not negative, right? So your lower mind is programmed to think that many things in life are miracles, so unreachable, just impossible to get. But as I said, for your soul, nothing is impossible. Actually, from my experience, I can say that not only everything is possible for your soul, but creating reality is just like a child's play for her because it's so easy to manifest. But here I have to add something. Depending on the situation that your soul wants to create for you in your life or the situation that you want and you are asking for in your heart, it may have so many factors involved, especially 
factors related to other people's will and circumstances that it can be complex to create that specific situation for you because as i said it involves many different factors so it's necessary to put everything in order to have that machine working properly and that's why one specific event in your life may take more or less to happen and it's also necessary to consider if you were not getting in your soul's way if you're really collaborating with the right attitude to manifest that in your life or if you were working against your own will unconsciously of course giving too much importance and listening too much to the fears of your ego or the fear of other people's egos so see everything is possible for your soul however the soul is not driven by material ambition she doesn't want success for money or fame money is just a form of manifestation of abundance because we have many types of abundance you can have abundance in terms of love of good relationships of opportunities at work or in life in general so money is just one of those possible manifestation of abundance and it's important to say that the soul thinks in collective terms the purpose is always to work with other souls to help the growth and evolution of other people she wants to help other people help other people but she's humble make no mistake she knows that not everyone is ready to be helped right now so she doesn't care about quantity but quality so the work you do as a professional and you are so good at is not for everyone and while you use your skills to help certain people you improve yourself to become even more capable of helping others in the future who will only be ready and mature to receive your help then in the future not now and if you want a different better and bigger life in terms of possibilities and scope you cannot continue to be in the same circle of people who think in the limited way you have thought until then you have to not only expand your circle but meet and develop relationships with people that think in a different way more similar to the reality you want to create for yourself of course because they won't doubt your dreams they won't try to convince you to give up because they have fears and they don't think it's possible to get where you want to get what you want so you got to surround yourself with people with a more positive and open mind to really support you and your dreams especially people who had already got there where you want to be because they will be the ones to say yes come join me it's possible because i walked that path so i know it's possible you are not just a dreamer you want something bigger and better in life and you deserve it so if i could do it you can too and here is the point of this episode choose well who you listen to 
If the other person hasn't followed a path similar to the one you want to follow to grow, he won't know what it is like to be in your place to give you good and useful advice. So he won't be able to really help you. And his fears can still be harmful if you listen and care about them, if you give importance to their fears, to their opinions. So choose well who you listen to. The best guide, I repeat, is your soul. And you don't have to fast and meditate for days to get in touch with her. Just do a soul retrieval. This is something I do in my work as a therapist. And I'll be very honest, it's not complicated. Shamanism is an old tradition that does so retrieval but the old techniques require the person in front of the shaman which is uh, not so recommended in this pandemic times right but anyway there are rituals the shaman plays a drum and does the astral journey through the spiritual world to retrieve the lost part of the soul see the world has evolved so the techniques the higher spirituality uses have evolved too and i use modern techniques i don't need you to be in front of me i do it at distance online and i don't even need a camera on i don't need to see you because energy has no distance and i don't use hypnosis like other schools let's put it like this like other schools use i don't use hypnosis it's a completely different method that i use i basically expand my magnetism and call your inner forces to show themselves to you so you will take part in this process you will be conscious all the time and you will see images coming to the surface of your consciousness so you will not only see but really feel the whole process of the retrieval and at the end of that session because it takes just one session to retrieve a lost part of the soul you will feel a completely different person of course much better there is no side effects because i work with the forces of the light and also it's important to say that we can lose different parts of our soul the ones responsible for the joy of living the one that finds purpose in life the one that has your courage your sense of value your self-esteem your confidence your good sense your wisdom and once the soul retrieval is completed i am just you know a negotiator because i will negotiate with your soul for her to come back to you and uh, from my experience years doing this kind of work it's very common that the soul left because the person stopped listening to her so see i have to convince your soul to come back to you to help you in this little life in this little world <laughs> and after that it's up to you to keep a good relationship with her because i will introduce you both and then you can have easy and direct contact with your soul whenever you want. Like I have, anytime I have a doubt about what to do, you know, in terms of really consulting my soul about what she wants me to do next, because she has a bigger plan for this life of mine. 
So I just have to call her. I want to talk to you. And uh, she's there. She talks to me in my mind through inspiration. I can hear her talking in my mind. So this is a more sophisticated way to contact your soul when you can really listen to thoughts in your mind. It's different. A subtle way is paying attention to the sensations you feel in your chest. If they are good or not. But it's possible to have this quick and easy access to your soul after a soul retrieval. At least the kind of soul retrieval that I do with my unique method. I don't know about other schools. So that's why I can say that you really don't have to fast and meditate for days to try to get in touch with your higher self. Just do a soul retrieval and maintain a constant relationship afterward as when building a friendship from scratch. But back to the subject of this podcast, choose well who you listen to. As the saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So as much as the other person likes you and wants your best, if they cannot help with guidance, neutral of unconscious fears, such as an expert consultant who speaks with authority on a subject, then you better be quiet and not share your plans. Because when you open your life to someone, the person understands that you want an opinion and are open to anything that is said. Only not you want good, wise advice, perhaps based on experience. You don't want silly and baseless guesses or based on the insecurity of the other because they don't dare to take the step you want to take. Right? If you want a comfortable and risk-free life, then stay in the box thinking like so many conformed people in the world. However, if you want a bigger life with more freedom, you need to have the courage to fly out of the nest without hearing what the fearful birds say. And let me tell you something very serious. Only you know what you feel inside. Only you know how good and capable you are at what you do, to the point where you have enough self-confidence to solve the problems of others and help them. And your soul guides you through this process when you are willing to be a good instrument of the universe in the lives of others, because we are all instruments of life to other people. When you trust that, inspiration comes to light up your consciousness and show you the best way, the right word that the other needs to hear at that moment. Mental clarity is exactly that, having light in your consciousness. And where does this light come from? Something much bigger and more powerful than you. That's for sure. And it doesn't matter if the inspiration came through a disincarnated spiritual friend, your soul, or an invisible force. What really matters is that you were able to tune in at a higher frequency. The merit was yours, and being a good instrument of life is about that. And this is something I always had in mind, you know, I always wanted to be the best instrument that I could. And that's why I studied so much in my life, because I was always very aware of what my soul wanted me to do in this life, in this incarnation. And you know what? 
the more we make ourselves available for death, for being a good instrument of life to others, the more we gain in terms of learning and expanding our consciousness, because knowledge flows through our minds. We are an increasingly better channel for good in the world. And we stay in a positive tune, which spreads positivity in our lives too, creating conditions to attract people and situations that are equally positive. And this is much more powerful than thinking positive or doing creative visualization. It is an inner state, a conscious inner attitude, and more lasting than a few minutes of mental concentration, like 30 minutes of meditation. So, see, my point here in this episode, what others think is not so important. What really matters is how you feel inside. And if you are always looking for approval from others, it's because you do not fully approve yourself yet. And I'm sorry to say, you live like a beggar or emotional and energetic vampire in constant inner poverty. Of course, because you don't have good stuff in yourself, right? You are so insecure and you don't trust yourself. You don't trust your intuition or your good sense. You don't have enough knowledge or wisdom. So you need other people around you to have them as crutches to support you and also to approve whatever you want to decide in your life. You are always wanting something from other people because you are not enough for yourself. And why is that? Because you have a lot of fears, pessimistic thoughts and negative fantasies about life, about future. So you need other people's positivity to feel better. And this is one of the main characteristics of an energetic vampire who wants and needs other people's good energy to feed themselves and make them feel better. So, if it is to listen to someone, let it be your own soul, or someone who speaks with the inspiration of their soul, being a channel or instrument of life to get the message out you need. And how can you know if this is the case? When you hear or read the words, you will experience an immediate sensation of truth in your chest, which will make you think or say, That's it. It's true. That's right. It's your soul validating those ideas so you can accept them without a doubt. This is the subtle way to get in contact with your soul, to know what she's trying to say to you through sensations in your chest, if they are good or not, comfortable or not. And the more sophisticated way to get in contact with your soul is the one that I mentioned before, After a soul retrieval, you can talk directly to her. And with practice, it will be so easy like uh, listening to someone in your own head. It's really not complicated. I guarantee not only because of my own experience and practice, but because that's what happens with my clients after a soul retrieval session, just one session, and they can reach their soul and have wise guidance, the best guidance they could have from the best guru they have. And my clients give me that feedback. Oh, I went to talk to my soul and the message was so clear that I have no doubt which way I should go. 
I like the idea that the more you expand your consciousness, the more God fits you. And for that to happen, you need to stop listening to the voice of your ego and the ego of others, which ring forth fears and make you feel small, incapable and even unworthy. So stay tuned and don't accept this type of subliminal bullying anymore, which subtly poisons you and undermines your strength, courage and self-confidence. And let's be honest, nobody evolves by listening and feeding their own ego. Because it sabotages this process with countless arguments, distractions and temptations. That is why it's important to be aware that giving importance to it, to your ego or the soul, is a constant choice which requires willpower, vigilance and discipline, especially in the beginning. Over time, it gets easier because the mind is reprogrammed. After all, as someone has said, practice leads to perfection, right? It's like that story of the good wolf and the bad wolf. The one you feed inside yourself is the one that will grow, become stronger and dominate you. Until today, you have given your ego much more importance. And that's exactly why your soul got tired of talking to herself only and left you. But don't feel guilty about this, because society has bombarded us for centuries with ideas that feed the illusions of the ego, sowing mainly vanity and greed. We have all been and still are conditioned from an early age to think and act in ways that are convenient to the interests of other people or institutions. And that's how they control and manipulate us. So, having contact with the soul that is free and willful is not interesting to maintain that dominating situation. But now, access to spiritualist and independent knowledge unrelated to religious interests has never been easier and you can consciously choose which side you want to stay on, which wolf you want to feed inside you. And it's important to see that everything in life is a matter of point of view and everything is a choice. Remembering that not choosing is also a choice. You can do whatever you want with your life. But know that everything has a price. Staying where you are has a price. As well as deciding to change also has a price. The most important question is not what is the price to be paid, but whether you are willing to pay the price for your choice. And the concept of expensive or cheap is relative, because when something is really important, we find a way to pay for it, right? And by the way, talking about expensive or cheap, many people think that doing therapy is not only expensive, but takes long. Well, it can be true for conventional therapy, but in my case, I'm not a conventional therapist. I don't do conventional therapy and I don't use conventional ordinary techniques in my work. And that's why I get different results. 
really quick in just one session because you know i'm just different i use the birth chart as a powerful tool to identify not only the main challenges and lessons someone is here to learn but their main sabotaging subs so since i can identify the real cause i don't waste time and go straight to the point to work on that cause to change the effects and that's why I don't waste time like months in therapy sessions trying to get to know my client. You know, I don't need this. I don't even need the person in front of me in person. Actually, I always work at online much before it was a need because of this pandemic. Because energy has no distance, right? So I can read the person. You know, not only their birth chart, but I can read the person's energy at a distance. My sensitivity was trained to do this and to identify the real cause very quick. So I'm all about a dynamic process. And since I don't waste time identifying the real cause and working on it, I don't need the person to be in therapy with me for many months or years. Actually, in my experience of 19 years already as a therapist, I realized that the more someone does therapy with me in terms of you know many months, it gets to a point that the person is having their appointments with me just because they like to talk to me. You know, they always learn something and not because their life is still full of struggles of complicated situations. I like independence and I stimulate my clients to be independent. So at the end of a few months, I like to have them being able to do what I call self-therapy. So I teach them to be independent in this way. So they can not only contact their inner forces, unconscious forces, sabotaging subs, which at that point are not enemies anymore. They are actually allies, good friends, and I support them to develop a good relationship with their inner forces, unconscious forces, their power animals, and their souls to really be able to transform their reality, even in small situations, when they want to. Of course, they have their lessons to learn in this life, but I encourage them and I work with them to learn the main lessons and go to the next level so their life can be easier. And one of my greatest pleasure in life is to help people bloom to their best version. And it really doesn't need to be a long process of therapy. And that's why I call what I do brief therapy in a few months. And actually, I have a program, a 90-day program with sessions twice a week. And it's an intensive process where not only we clean all the psychological and emotional trash, <laughs> garbage in their unconscious, but we transform their lives. And I teach everything they need to know to be able to transform their reality consciously later. And of course, eventually the client can come to me within a specific situation they can't cope with and they need help in solving that and transforming or dealing with that so I can help them. But uh, I like to have my clients independent from me at the end of the therapy process. So if you do the math, doing therapy for years, 
and doing intensive therapy for three months, what would be the cost for each case, right? But it's a matter of being mature enough to go through this process with me because I do single sessions. But the single sessions, although I deliver a good result at the end of them, of each one, sometimes the case is more complex and it requires more sessions to get a full improvement. And as I always say, I only know the size and the depth of the hole when I go down through it. And actually, in terms of soul retrieval, the first one is with that lost part of the soul that is most needed right now in the client's life, the one that is more urgent for them to have back. But they can have many other parts lost anywhere in the spiritual world. And of course, there are other episodes in my podcast talking about soul retrieval. You just have to search for them. So my message was, again, choose well who you listen to. The best guide you can have is your soul. And if you don't have an easy contact with it because maybe you are too mental or too rational or you have difficulties in feeling the sensations in your chest or you want to improve that contact to have it direct and easy at any time, you can contact me for a soul retrieval session, at least one session, because you can have many parts of your soul lost out there. You can go to my website, gracyhood.com, and schedule a free 45-minute enlightenment call to get more information about my work, and I will give you a general view of your main challenges and lessons you are here to learn, and also I will identify your main sabotaging steps. That's it for today. Thank you for listening, stay well, and we'll talk again in the next episode.